welcome to the South Mims U podcast. We're at the Soccer Studies Faculty at South Mims U. Although in fact, I'm not sure whether we should be in media studies, because Wayne, our sub-dean, who's joined me here today, tells me he'd like to focus on matters filmic and cultural, rather than matters narrowly sporting. That sounds a bit, mm, let me say, left field for you, Wayne. Well, you're a bit of a culture vulture yourself, so I thought it was time that I upped my game in sporting parlance. <laughs> now, you've been to Australia recently. Do you think that experience might be affecting you? Perhaps, subconsciously, you've been feeling culturally deprived. Well, that's a bit rude to the Australians, uh, Jonathan, but uh, perhaps one man's deprivation is another's inspiration. Talking of which, today I'm inspired by the movies. Well, a movie. In fact, a movie by a great director. That's what I want to talk about. That's wonderful. I love talking movies, um, films, and, and directors. Now, who have you got in mind? It's Kurosawa, isn't it? No, no, bit too esoteric for you. I know, Scorsese, that's the one. No, actually, it's John Huston. Fantastic. What's it going to be? The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, perhaps? Key Largo? No, wait a minute. Given your delusions of grandeur in the senior common room, I'll wager it's the man who would be king. Well, you're wrong. It's a tale of daring, of valour, and of conflict. The Red Badge of Courage. Ah, yes. No. Escape to Victory, also known as Victory in the United States. In 1942, the Nazis thought they were sitting on top of the world, never suspecting that they could be toppled in one conflict, the most unusual battle of the war. It has been decided that a German national team will play a combined team from the prisoners of war of the occupied territories. That's crazy. A stacked game. The Third Reich's finest against a ragged bunch of prisoners of war. The Germans thought they had it made. They couldn't run about for 90 minutes. They'd be chucking their guts up. Am I good? Or am I good? This match is a propaganda stunt for the Germans. It's a wonderful opportunity for us. The Allied High Command called them crazy. And maybe they were. We want you to contact the resistance for us and arrange the escape of the football team. Turing. Starring Sylvester Stallone, Michael Caine, Max von Sydow, and introducing Pele. How'd you like to play football against the Germans? Why not? Now is the time for heroes. <laughs> Victory. You've never seen anything like it. <laughs> An enjoyable football flick, perhaps, but hardly great cinema, much as I like seeing Pele, Bobby Moore and Osvaldo Ardiles showing just how bad Stallone's soccer skills were. And it does have rather an over-representation of Ipswich Town players. I mean, I used to enjoy John Walk in his prime, but not as a POW. Well, very astute observation about Ipswich, if I may say so. Uh, you're right, almost the whole team flew out to Hungary for the filming. Apparently, Bobby Robson, who was the manager at the time, got a call from the producers and, and said, sure. I'll ask who wants to go and do it. Can you imagine that happening now? But I, I think I know why you've brought up this particular film. It's the 40th anniversary, isn't it? 1981. Who'd have thought? It is the anniversary and uh, I think calls for some commemoration. Did you know that it's actually a true story? No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not buying that. Have you seen it? Okay, if you want to be pedantic about it, it's based on a true story. Sort of. Well, now you've got me and our listener mildly intrigued, I must say. Tell me more. It's about a baker's team. Like a Warburton's Eleven. 
playing at Mother's Pride Park, perhaps. <laughs> yes, well, a nice, if populist image, uh, Jonathan. But no, it's, it was actually FC Start. Start? Start. S-T-A-R-T. It was the team of Kiev's Bread Factory number 1. A bread factory? Yes, and it played several matches of note during World War II. But the really remarkable one was the so-called death match. That's the one that inspired Escape to Victory. OK, but rewinding slightly, how did John Houston end up directing this? It doesn't seem like his usual fare. Well, on the face of it, no, it doesn't. But in fact, he was really into his sport. I mean, that's thanks to his mother. She was a sports journalist, which is an interesting fact in itself when you think of the time at which she lived and worked, which was the 20s and 30s. Ah, you have been doing your homework. So who played in this bakery team and who did they play? As you can guess, the war meant that many professional teams in the Soviet Union weren't playing. The Nazis had seen to that and many players were put to work by the German occupiers. When it came to many of the Dynamo Kiev and Lokomotiv Kiev players, they were put to work at the bread factory to make bread for the German forces. Right. So we've got a pretty decent team being put together. Any standout names? I suppose the one that Dynamo fans would know was the then very well regarded and popular goalkeeper Trusevich. Ah, OK. So why is the match that's actually depicted in the film of any note? Because without being unduly melodramatic, it became known as the death match. Call me a pedant, Wayne, for saying it, but that's about as melodramatic as you get, isn't it? Well, it certainly has a ring to it. But the fascinating thing there is that there's a myth and a reality. Ah, like so much in life. Well, that did sound heartfelt. But let me explain. In the mid-1960s, after Brezhnev came to power, the emphasis was on the heroism of the Soviet people in the Second World War, and the death match became very much part of that. The story was that there was SS pressure on the players to lose the match, and that when FC Start triumphed 5-3 against their German opponents, revenge was swift. It was said that four Dynamo players in the FC Start team, including Trusevich, were murdered, and those four were later awarded high, but obviously posthumous, Soviet honours. So what exactly was the match? And was it the, the only one that this FC Start played? Well, the famous match was against Flakelf, the German Luftwaffe's team. Say that again? Flakelf. Apparently... Their team selection was undertaken by Hermann Goering himself, but FC Start played seven matches in total in June and July of 1942, including games against two other Ukrainian teams, three games against Hungarian sides, and a couple of minor German army teams. By the way, FC Start won each of those games with a goal difference of plus 29. And that was without Klopp or Guardiola masterminding their campaign. But, but seriously, and I'll stop pretending not to know much about this. Indeed. Usually you don't have to pretend to know very little about most subjects. Oh, thank you. But, but didn't I read once there were actually two matches played against Flark Health? You are well informed. Yes, on the 6th of August 1942, FC Start beat Flark Health 5-1. But the so-called death match was the return fixture three days later on the 9th of August. And was that behind closed doors in pandemic-like conditions? No, there was a crowd of 2,000, with admission at the princely sum of five rubles. Was it a good match? A bit of a classic, perhaps? That 5-3 scoreline suggests, well, something special. We only have any real details about the first half. The Germans scored first, but start were up 3-1 by half-time. We do know, though, 
from some contemporary accounts that the Stark players celebrated afterwards with a glass of homemade vodka and held a party that same evening. But wasn't their joy pretty short-lived? I think I remember that all the Stark players got arrested. That's true, but overall the Soviet depiction of a deathmatch is essentially a myth. The truth as always, is rarely pure and never simple. Some of the Stark players appear to have been Nazi collaborators. Mind you, even though the KGB knew this, it didn't stop monuments being erected in honour of FC Stark, and the stadium where the match was played was renamed the FC Stark Stadium. Is the stadium still there, or has it disappeared in the mist of time? Not only is it still there, but your very own correspondent has actually been there. It's a bit run down, with an old uncovered grandstand that has wooden benches, but you still see signs for Stark in Ukrainian, and there's a monument to the match. In fact, as far as I could see, the pitch is still used for football and by locals doing their jogging and exercises. Sorry, I, I waylaid you with talk of the stadium. What about dispelling the myth? Eyewitness accounts have come to light over the last 20 or 30 years. There were no threats made to FC Start as to the result of the match. The referee wasn't an SS officer, and it seems as if the German team played fairly, with no attempt to manipulate the play. And despite the scenes in an escape to victory, there weren't loads of heavily armed troops with dogs all around the place. Wasn't there also a suggestion that FC Start wore red jerseys as some sort of symbol of the communist ideal and of courage? Well, yes, that's the story. The reality, though, is that the strip was given to them by the German authorities. Mm, that's a bit prosaic. Well, what, what about the arrests? That's, that's true, you were saying? Yes, but not until nine days after the match. And there were five rather than four players murdered by the SS but three of them were killed six months after that match, and the accounts we now have are all unanimous in denying that any of the players was killed as any sort of revenge for FC Start's victory. In fact, the reasons for the executions vary from partisan activity and escape to being involved in an earlier attack on a German. And can we take it then that there was actually no escape? An anticlimax, I know, but you're right, there was no escape. Not an anticlimax, Wayne, a revisionist insight. Well, I think I'd much rather be left with images of Pele, Moore, Ardiles and Dana in my mind, so I think I'll stick to the fiction, Hollywood style. Well, and don't forget Walk, Osmond, Beatty and Laurie Civil. <laughs> they were there too. Mm, yes, uh, thank, thank you, Wayne, for that. Well, dear listeners, I think Escape to Victory deserves re-watching. And with streaming services offering up nearly every movie ever made, there's bound to be a way to get to watch it for free, or, if not for free, then for less than a carton of popcorn at your local multiplex. You can watch it on YouTube, and you can rent it on Amazon Prime Video for, at the time of recording, £3.49. Cheap at half the price. What does that actually mean? I, I can never work that out. Well, I think that's a subject for another podcast. Right. I hope you've enjoyed our short discussion and please do check out all the other podcasts on offer from South Mims U. Thank you and goodbye. I decided to join the team. The American? No. You use that bloody American style again here and you'll be fired. Like you're playing with a Chevrolet American. Can you do me your match yet? Hey.